0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast. I'm Phil Kirkbride and today joined by Gavin Buckland and Paul Wheelock. As it's the fact that we're all the major talking points at Goodison Park and it may be the thick of the international break but Royal Blue doesn't stop and we will hopefully provide over the next half an hour or so some interesting conversation uh, and debate about Everton, because of course always plenty to talk about um the guys reported on monday uh, tuesday sorry i know you guys touched on monday those involved wheelo um on moise keen and, and and obviously looking for p- the potential for a need to replace him i just want to go back and talk about moise and, uh, and his future and the decision to go to psg um were you surprised by the news on Sunday that he uh, he he'd gone on loan to to uh, to the French team?
1: Yeah, you know, I think on one of the earlier podcasts this season we talked about that his body language, didn't we? You know, after he scored the goals against uh, Fleetwood and Salford, he didn't look particularly happy, and you know, it, it, it kind of gave the game away a little bit to me because obviously it took him a, a while to get his first goal last season. The fact that he got off the mark so early, <clears throat> it, it just something wasn't right there, and. You wonder you know he's he's a young lad but obviously like both strikers and gun strikers, he's probably got an ego and i wonder if he looks at dominic calvert lewin and the flying start that he's made and i wonder if he just began to feel like you know this could be the time for him to, to move on and it, it, to me i still feel we're, we're slightly short in that area so it did come as a surprise that we were we we're going to let him go but as we've always known if you're going to be bringing players in you've, you've got to be letting some go and maybe he's one of those lads Carlo didn't want to leave and none of the supporters probably didn't want to leave either, but, you know, we've been it difficult so far to get the likes of Bessic and Balassi off the books. Maybe we had to sacrifice that one. So, yeah, on one hand, surprised because I think he's a valuable part of the squad, but on the other, looking at his body language and looking at the fact that we had to reduce the wage bill a little bit, maybe not.
0: Gav, um, you know, I'm not, not suspecting or, or expecting that you have a, a detailed understanding of uh, French football, but, but on the surface, is, is Moise Keane going to play?
2: Um, well, it's a good point, isn't it? about uh, well, the, the amount of games PSG play, I mean, if they got up front, Mbappe, Neymar, Bikazi, uh, yeah. obviously Cavani's gone. I mean, Neymar, I mean, some of them don't play every week. Um, so I think there'll be an opportunity for game time there, certainly, uh, with PSG. Um so I think it's in some respects it's a it's a good opportunity for him, isn't it? Uh dare I like, say at a high profile club. Um so that we could benefit from that if he comes back next year, a bit more confidence, a bit more experience. Um so the, the benefit of, of of that will be but for him and Everton. The downside is if he if he tanks, then his market value to BC. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's always the risk, that isn't it? We talked about this the other week, Phil. Work me that. If you send a player at, at, at sort of Keane's age out on loan, it can work spectacularly or it can backfire completely, especially if you paid a big fee for him. Not front as such, uh, you paid a big fee for him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out um, for him. I mean, PSG, as we well know, dominate the French league, so he may get some easier games. You know, easier goals, a bit more game time, than what he has done here. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't rule out him, you know, um, not playing a few games. I think he might get some significant game time, to be honest with you.
0: Willow, in terms of the, 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 the feeling and the word from the football club was this is obviously there's no option to buy. This is a straight loan and he's coming back. He needed game time, wanted game time, and we've agreed to let him go. But... It will be understandable if there's Evertonians out there going, well, the writing's on the wall now. He's been sent out on loan. He's basically this is just a a, a slow 12-month process to him leaving permanently. Do you see it like that? Or do you see it very much as a straight loan and uh, an opportunity to get him uh, fit and
1: firing for for next season? Again, I think a lot may depend on Dominic Calvert-Lewin's form because if he continues at the current rate that he's going, he's He's already He was already established as Everton's number nine, but it's even firmer now, isn't it, with the way he's playing, the way he's progressing. I just don't see Maurice Keane maybe being that backup striker at Everton. I think the fact that he's backed his ability to go and play at PSG when you've got the likes of Neymar and Baffi and Icardi, as Gaz just said there, shows that he's clearly confident in his own, his own, his own ability. And I just don't know if he will be happy being that backup striker. Again, it comes back to his body language in those, Calabau uh, kind of Cup games you know is he going to be happy doing that is he going to be happy coming off coming on after 70 minutes when we have to change formation or maybe Dominic's not having the best of games and I just I, again I don't know the person and I don't I don't know his backstory that well but to me just from what I've seen of him I don't know if he's going to be happy being a squad player I think he may not get that at Paris Saint-Germain but as Gab rightly said it's a high profile move for him isn't it and if, he could go either way if he, if he manages to play every so often gets his name in the shop window, he may get another big move again because he's still young and he's clearly got potential. But I do feel maybe if it does go well, this could be not the beginning of the end for him at but maybe you know a chance for him to move large. I just don't know. I'm not sure about his long term future.
0: Gav, same question to you, mate.
1: Yeah, I think um I think I'm
2: just wondering whether the within the club base, because he is an experienced, whether they trust him as being the backup striker anyway. At the moment. Um, obviously we've been linked with uh, Josh King this week. Um have been for some time. I, I just I'm just wondering we we're a little bit light up front, aren't we? Um I, I I suspect you know we were talking at the start of the season, Phil and we were saying, well the good thing about calvert Lewin and the Charlison is if Carver Lewin was injured, you could play the in the middle and yeah. vice versa to a degree. I think I think the way we started the season, I don't think they see that as an option. Now I, I think they see like actually play Richarlison left all the time, play Calvert Lewin up top all the time. And I think if you play Calvert Lewin up the top all the time, and you're not going to replace Richardson with a bit lighter, me, you? you know, if he was missing for five or six games, because he's just as Keane got the experience and know how to play six games on the bounce. Not sure he has. Uh, I'm not sure but, but
0: is Chang Tosin up to on his injuries these days? Is he? Um, well well, I think that's partly the reason why so far and the feeling is that there's no, yeah. no rush to get a replacement because I think he's he's not too far away.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean but I think in a strange way I think Tosin would be above Keane in the uh, in, mm. in, in, in the sort of pecking order because I think he's got more experience of playing that role. In fact it would be Tank Tosh on occasions has shown sign of like if you if you got the right service to him in the penalty area, like Carver Loon's been getting in these opening seven games, I'd like I wouldn't mind seeing Toshon. Yeah. Because well, no. he, he's because he is like a sort of penalty box between the mm-hmm. goal like it, isn't he? You know, I, I, don't,
0: I, don't I don't think anybody, Gav, throughout his his, his Evans' yeah. career since he came in in what January two thousand eighteen. Yeah. I don't think anybody's questioning his ability to finish. Yeah, I yeah. Think it, I think it's it's the other stuff in a Premier League environment that that yeah. perhaps is lacking in, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't rule him out. You know, as an option ahead of key. Mm. To be honest with you. I think if he was fit, in some respects, and he's a bit more experienced, I'd rather have him. ahead of a to be honest with you, from what I've seen of both of them at the club. And I'm just wondering whether that's also part of the part of the thinking here. Uh, but we still had a little bit lightweight with Keane going. Um, but um, and also, you always want an option, anyway, don't you? you want you want to keep people. Places is pressurized, don't you? Um, mm. Well, it's a, it's an interesting move. I don't think all's great behind the scenes at PSG at the moment, anyway. Is no, I was listening to it, it was the Euro leagues podcast. You know just to see how other people are competing against us, obviously. Um, <laughs> on, just to, you know, I, 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 I have a difference to the podcast world just to have a look at see our competitors are getting on, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. not as good as the Royal Blue, you know what oh, I mean. And I think there's a bit, a bit of a bad feeling behind the scenes, isn't it between the management and uh Leonardo's the director of football? So I think there's uh, think there's other things going on there with Keane and PSG, not not to do with Everton. So, yeah, so uh-huh. I. I just don't think they can trust them, fill to, to, to fill the gap for Calvert-Lewin for the run of games. Mm. And, and what mm. I've seen so far at the club, I can see why. So ship yeah. them out, get them some good some good game time, get a few goals, see how it, see how it takes us. But, I do, but that leaves us lightweight. But we maybe still... have got other options apart from calvert And I'd
0: say. So, we are you having that, that shout yeah. then from uh, Gav that Jenk may yet still have... A part to play this season, it may, you know, if 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 injury or suspension hit, hit Calvert Lewin, he may have an important
1: part to play. Yeah, well, certainly because he is our only other option, and again, I think longer term, is is the answer, or even as he's the answer as the backup, probably not. But that raises an interesting point. The the player reminds me a lot of, although I don't think he's ever got close to reaching that level. Is like a Jelovic kind of thing. He was mm. quite limited, toasting in what he can do, but you spot on kill, you know. Between, Gap between the post, he is a good finisher. You remember his, his goal uh, away at Burnley, or even like the one where he got three against Palace at home. That there, there, is, there is something there, I just worry about uh, the mobility aspects kind of thing to stretch teams, and which obviously Calvert lewin has got, and that's why he's doing so well in the Premier League and now scoring for England as well. He's got a, a number of facets to his game, but the, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And if we can't sign another psycho, and it doesn't seem so like we're in a rush, he's going to get a, a chance at some point. And yeah, he's, he's probably never played in an Everton team with his delivery as good as James Rodriguez can bring in, can he? And, you know, uh, but Charleston, as you rightly say, Phil, is is producing is, is really excellent form back on the left, and, you know, the full-backs are playing well and getting forward. So, in a weird way, maybe this is the best opportunity for Tosin to, to, to prosper at Everton. I still don't think he's going to play too much, because Calvert-Lewin, continues his fitness and continues his form, but yeah, I, I think we said on the podcast earlier this week that someone like Josh King, Josh King, would be a good option. But I was reading today on the gossip pages of BBC that they're looking for 17 and a half million for him, supposedly, and that's that's a lot of money, isn't it? That is a lot of money for a twenty-eight year old, albeit one who's Premier League proven. So, yeah, maybe it is Tosin Sam after after all this time. But, because well, what I would say about Tosin,
2: so just to just to about um, yourself about mobility and stuff, and you know, I mean. In the open is I was looking at. I didn't see the game last night, but from how DCL played and what he's played is, apart from scoring goals, he hasn't affected the game that much. Mm. In the games he's played, he's relies on others, Richarlison, Rodriguez, as we know, you know, and, and the midfield, and like when say we play four four two, and he's got to forage around the pitch, and he's got to hold the ball and play, and let people run off him, and all this type of stuff, which is quite decent to be honest apart from not scoring in that time but he's playing a different role this season isn't he in that his primary role just appears to be get yourself in the right positions in the penalty box and, and score i mean his his game time touches have been really small haven't it? yes yeah <laughs> uh, yeah you know um and that lends it because our style of play lends itself to it's just have somebody in the middle who can get Get a bit of space and finish off the, the good, good creative work elsewhere in the team, mm. I, including set pieces as well. Yeah. And, and I'm just, and that's the type of thing actually. Toast, you know, I sound like his agents here, don't I? But that's the type <laughs> of thing, seriously, that, that as much as it sounds, that, that's the type of thing toast yeah. is no, yeah. reasonably good that isn't he? You know, as yes. a backup striker yeah. rather than like running around the pitch and you know, running the channels and all that type of thing and i think i'm just wondering it may may not be the worst option because mm-hmm. i I'd, I'd rather i'm just trying to think aloud here i'd rather totally replace calvert lewin than get richarlison to place calvert lewin and then we have to bring somebody in
0: left yes to replace richarlison yeah
2: charlison yeah
0: mm. yeah no you're so, right i don't think i don't think you'd find too many people listening to this pod who would disagree that Tosin is absolutely at his best when he plays within the width of the goal, the goal yeah. frame, doesn't he? That because that's that's ultimately and, and you know, we have seen when he's been he's been the, the lone striker and he's he's tried as hard as he possibly could, but he's he's toiled, hasn't he? He's he's looked yeah, yeah. he's looked uncomfortable.
2: But as a, you know, as a as a I've got to use that phrase fox in the box here. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes uh, yeah. Copyright Family's F two thousand and one. I I do, you know, there, there could be there could be a future there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily write off his mm. uh is, is future at the club at the moment, uh Toaston. Um mm. especially if he can carry on being really, you know, really creative and you know, like creating lots of chances and stuff. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how
0: that pans out. Well, of course, as, as Willow said, of course, now he's he, he, Tosin's now looking at a team that's got creativity because uh, sadly, Big Sam couldn't attract James Rodriguez to give us an, uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Bernard, uh, he was a, uh, a figure on Deadline Day, if, if you will, and his name cropped up with Romers. Um, the belief at the time was on deadline day that you know there had been some discussion mixed in with the Robin Olsen talks and and, and that a move had been discussed. Uh, that seemed to be backed up by his agent uh, yesterday uh, being quoted on a, an Italian website saying Everton had effectively blocked the move. Um, but when asked whether the, you know he could move again in January, he said yes, he could leave for seven million euros and all this. It's since come to our attention and, and, and our understanding now that actually Romer had made no inquiry at all in these conversations and no, no conversation had been had. I'm seeing a warning sign here, Wheelow, that, that, that actually, you know, we talk about maybe spelling the the you know the days are numbered for, for Moyes Keen potentially it sounds to me like Bernard and perhaps his team are, are keen for him to be, uh, to be moving on.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like a, a bit of a, a signal, isn't it, that he, he's looking to for past new and probably looking at it. it might be similar to like a Moyes Keane situation where he's he's looking at the the squad and the team and wondering where I'm going to uh, play in there and and always opportunities have come this season and deeper in the Carabao Cup games and he, he he's impressed in both. But got to put into context the, the the opposition at the time and could he do maybe where Gomez plays potentially? But it. Uh, at the weekend, you know, Sigerson played, Tom Davis came in, and I know under Silver particularly, he played in one of those wider positions, but I just don't think he's dynamic enough to have an influence on the game, like which Charleston clearly isn't, and we're seeing the difference in levels between a Bernard and a Rodriguez, so, again, he's probably one of those players who's too good not to play fairly regularly, and not just be a Carabao Cup player or be a squad player, so, Again, and we got him for a free transfer and what there was talk of like 7 million or whatever, like, that seems fairly generous but clearly wasn't any talk with Roma but maybe they're putting the signals out there now his, his people and his camp to, to get a move and it's one of those uh, as we were saying on the podcast earlier this week, it was like when Theo left got nothing against Theo Walker, I think he did a job at times, I don't think he lived up to the expectations but had nothing particularly against him but I wasn't against him going now because it could block Anthony Gordon and maybe Bernard's in, in another similar position, we It'd be great to keep all these players happy and but you know that's not going to be the case and we need to reduce play reduce the squad as well carlo said as much yesterday so mm. maybe in january I, I like bernard but i've no problem with him staying but equally i don't think i'd be too caught off if he was to leave.
0: gav bernard into the final two years of his contract you know his his uh his value certainly certainly on the accounts anyway i know he's a free transfer but in terms of in the in the marketplace his his value is now at its highest. It's only going to diminish as he goes into that final final twelve months. Do you expect yeah. to see? Do you expect to see him move in January? Given given that his agent seems to be uh, pushing the idea that it's possible.
2: Yeah, get him off the wage bill as well because he'd be on big. He's on, well, yes. of course, he's on big money because of the free, isn't he? And he's, and he's twenty eight as well, isn't it? Which also yes. works against him. Um, don't know. Depends on how the season goes, Phil.
0: Mm.
2: If we get if we get to January and we're sort of there all day. i'm not saying like we want to be top of the premier league haven't won all our games or we could be we could be we will be you know <laughs> the, you know and, and he's shown as you say We reload like, you know you can do a job for you in certain games carney i think when you need to be a bit of creativity um if we get to january and we're still there or there about say the top four and he's shown on occasion that he can change games or be an influence. Then they might just say, well, actually, keep. It. We'll just take him to the end of the season, because um, it's all about numbers, like you've seen. There's lots of people, the expectation this year, as has happened to us. It's going to be loads of injuries, isn't it? Loads, mm. you know, with the with the pressure on the calendar, both international and club football. So you do want people around the uh, around the club. um So there might be a decision then to say, well, actually, we'll keep them but I think more logically is was what you're saying right, is that two and a half years, not, haven't you've not cemented the first team place and you want one big last contract, then it would make sense to move and we get him off the books. I think that's probably the more likely option. I haven't having said all that. Um, he's not good enough, Bernard, is he, to play week in and week out in Premier League in terms of being consistent. Mm. Um, yeah. I do, I'm do. i not sure about something against the really big clubs. Yeah. We say that about some of our players, like lots of clubs.
0: <laughs> well, of course, yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
2: So um, you know, that that's the difference this year. we have got good players, you can be you no know, can play against the big clubs, isn't it? me see that difference already. Um yeah, so I'd, I'd say going in January, yeah, it would, would seem to be the likely option. But mm. it depends where we are in the league and yes. how he's performed in the incident. Yeah,
0: Wheelow and it you know. The uh, the fax machines have just been only been just turned (laughs) off after Monday, and and the and the and the ink on those contracts is only just drying still, probably. But do you feel that January, because since Marcel Brands came to the football club, January has almost become almost a no go area. You know, he's made it very clear. Other than the only other the only signing in two January windows has been uh, Jared Branthwaite, and obviously came for fairly, you know, modest fee in modern terms. You know. 500 grand or whatever, 750, rising to a million. Do you think this January changes things, potentially for the things that Gav has just said? One, depending on where we are in the league, but also bearing in mind that because of this congested, condensed season, there's there's a strong chance that injuries could be an issue. I mean, you look at the injury list we have already, it's extensive. Do you think maybe the football club, are uh, looking at january with a little bit more of an open mind at this stage potentially
1: it was only when you tweeted in the, the game the other day the amount of injuries that we've we've actually got yeah. that it makes it kind of underline just how good the start it's been you know the fact that we've got eight or nine players injured or have been injured and we've managed to win every game so every credit to the to the squad for that yeah it's, it's really following on from what gav says it it, it depends a lot depends on where we are it, I don't want to template too much, but this season feels like a bit of an opportunity, doesn't it? It just feels like one of those seasons so far that the the teams at the top in the top four, five, and six are going to drop points. Certainly, even Liverpool and Manchester City have shown it so far this season. And if we are in and about that European places come January, Mesiery's always been seems to have been one of those owners who is willing to you know uh, mm. you know <laughs> release some extra funds when you least expect it uh, and. You're looking at the squad now it's it's pretty you've got the four center backs the the, the left back and cuckoo has been like just a, a revelation hasn't in the games he's played the right back seems to be pretty secure i know phil you were up writing a lot in the summer and previously that we were probably looking for a right-sided player and obviously hammers is doing a great job there but he, could, he looks like he can play anywhere across the, the kind of front three positions i think maybe that's the one potentially and and, yeah. and if if potion if, if we've not signed another striker before the domestic window closes, which looks likely, maybe there is that room there because, as Gav rightly says, we're going to get injuries. We've already had injuries. You're just hoping it's not to the to the big ones to Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin or the And I just think, yeah, why not? Yeah, maybe it will be different this time because we let's face it, in January, we've never been in a position, have we, for a long time, probably since that Martinez season where we might be going into the second half of the season with a real chance of doing something in the league, you know, something something really tangible so yeah maybe we will change our policy a little bit
0: and of course roberto strengthened in that january with uh <laughs> a- aiden, aiden mcgady and lasina Traore. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I, I just, I don't know yeah, why like I, I, I like the way, I, I love I love the way Aid McGeezy looked fully fit from day one, by the way. Wow, yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think he did enjoy, enjoying the Russian winter, hadn't he? A little bit, too. yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think more like Russian vodka and uh, whatever the off or something, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, uh, do, do, you,
0: do you sense Gav? You know, M- Marcel's probably been tearing his hair out that people are already talking about January, you know, but. Do, do you think that we will have to, or, sh- or we need to have a bit more open, open-minded open approach to, to the winter window? Because it's, it's not actually that far away. No, 100%.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It's like a month. Closer, yeah. isn't it, than normal? Yeah. It's so. only, what, only three months, two and a half months between? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely feel... This is going to be... Hopefully, in the last... For the last season, last time, this, is, this won't happen again. This is going to be a season like no other before or since... I think um, because of, you know, what's gone on, hopefully we all hope it doesn't happen again. And I think Paul's right in that. I think there will be opportunities, it will be stains, there will be opportunities for clubs maybe outside of the usual suspects to really make a mark. Because I think it's going to to see a levelling out effect, as we've seen already. Um, And in in that sort of environment, it makes sense that if we are there or thereabouts, is in, in January? You know, they may be saying, "Well, actually, rather than getting this, do something here to push on." Yeah, you know, yeah. and like the come, you could, you know, you ever say this is our one? And I think this sort of informed our summer transfer deal to a degree. This is our ones. I've got to make hay now. Yes. If we don't make hay now. It may never happen again. And all my investment really is not worthless. as sort of hasn't been worth the while because it's sort of been building up to this moment. So I think you've got to keep an open mind in January, both in terms of sales and acquisitions. Um, it would be foolish just to, to keep to the, the sort of "I'll just bring a couple of promising players." We don't want to expect, you know, upset the apple cart and balance the squad. Um, mm. I think you may see something different. Where you can get those players is a different kettle of fish. Because, I mean, of course, as we've seen with the, the goalkeeper situation in the summer, if you're in the top four of the Premier League, all well, the clubs may not want to sell your players. <laughs> yes. You know, so so you, you, as we've already experience with some of the, you know, you'll know better than me, Phil, some of the stories around San Armin, Romero and the, mm. the, the manager keeper and stuff. Yeah. You, you may see that scenario repeated in the... Uh, in, in in January, you know, yeah. so uh, it'd be nice if, say, Liverpool bought Sahar from Palace to stop us us buying them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. good, you know. And so I think see, with all seriousness, open mind, yeah, uh, you know, and, and if if we're there, there or thereabouts, attack it, you know, attack the window, you know, uh, in a in a in a controlled and constructive manner. I do mm-hmm. think the one, we, but, the one thing we're missing at the moment is pace on the right hand side of the pitch.
0: Mm. Yeah, just to change comes up. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because James is not the uh, well, he doesn't run, does he? Really? No. Uh, <laughs> it, it's probably a bit much for so us. Seamus, thirty-eight games a season to bomb up and down the uh, yeah. right hand side of the pitch. And, and the one thing we haven't got as an option at the moment is real pace on the right hand side, right hand side. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you, I mean. This has been a perennial issue. When Remember doing podcasts last year? Phil, we say maybe we need to centre. Everybody knows we need a right winger as such. But mm. You know, um, I think that's one thing. If you said maybe we need to send an option, there would be would be would be great. Um, but yeah, as compared back to your point, January, open mind and don't be held back by your sort of long term thinking as a way because this would be a season like no other, hopefully.
0: Yeah, uh, just the last point then, and, and staying with January. On the flip side, outgoings wheel up. You know, obviously the club the club managed to to uh, move Sandro Ramirez on permanently. Um, so, so he's off the wage bill now and and, and no longer an Everton player. Uh, of course, Modric didn't get a move on deadline day. He's now looking to the Championship in this window that lasts for another week that closes at five pm next Friday. And obviously there was. A little bit of interest, we believe, from Turkey for Yannick balassi but nothing that, any, that came to fruition. Your Bessic and maybe particularly Bolasie. Are you pushing in the next seven days to try and get a club in the EFL, or are you going? Oh, I'm going to hang on another two in a bit months and see what's happening in January.
1: It's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> I, I always, I always feel for players having worked like you know. In, in as a journalist and he, I, you know players get big wages like Balassi, and, and a lot of people question you're sitting there on your wages you know let's face it if someone gave us a 70 grand a week contract and he's probably your last biggest contract or whatever he's on a week you know you, would you be in a rush i know that sounds terribly defeatist no because Do it's, you be the, it's the
0: biggest contract it's of the biggest
1: his biggest career. contract of his career we 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 mean whatever stupidly or correctly at this time we gave him that money so I, understand, I honestly believe footballers can be treated like pieces of meat at the time. If had never had that injury, who knows? He might still be in the squad now. So it's a short career. But you'd hope that uh, he'd want to play football because he's a decent player. And Bez is just the same. Bez is always getting clubs. I'd hope both would look for a, a move to the Championship. You know, in these next 10 days or so. But the problem is that they see that beneath them, that they want to be playing in the top flight, if not over there, which can't be the case now until January. 1. And I think there's maybe one or two other windows still open across Europe. Mm. You'd hope they push for it. I'd never say, oh, God, they're, they're taking the wages and of sitting off because, you know, we gave them those contracts. I always have a, you know, I'll always not always side on the, the side of footballers, but I always understand where they're coming from because I know what happens when clubs want to move a footballer out. Hope in the next 10 days, they might go and play some football. Certainly, Balassi needs to play, doesn't he? Again, he's had a rough time of it in terms of like that injury and then didn't seem to work out on the loan moves he's made elsewhere. But it seems like he's training well. You know, he said it himself as much on social media. Carlo had a good word for him in that press conference, did he? Recently, just hopefully we can get him out there. But let's face it, if if he if, if he or Bezich goes, I'm sure we'll be uh, supplementing whatever wages the, the the clubs are paying for him
0: you know, if you're if you're Yannick, do you do you sit tight? You know, don't worry about the the, the EFL window and and go. You know what? I'll just hang on until either anything comes in Portugal or up until the twenty fifth, and if not, I'll just stay till January.
2: Depends what comes through the door, doesn't? What offers them made? Is slightly different different circumstances because best is, Why he twenty seven? Is he, 27, is he? Mm.
1: Something
2: like that? Yannick's a few years older. Yeah. Um, just slightly different circumstances. Um, it goes back to whether you want to play or not, and what the offer is, doesn't it really? Um, I, I'd like to see both go, not because the one I want to see them leave, was is, is a, and say it's slightly beneficial for us. And two is you, you know, those players that you'd want to play in the first team or in the first team, squad, I don't think they're part of that. So you don't want them hanging around, do you? you know, it's, it doesn't do anybody any good, really, uh, to be honest with you. So I think it would be best for everyone if they if did go, but the same time, it's whether the right deal for them comes, uh, comes through the door, is not it, really? Absolutely.
0: Chaps, we will leave it there. Good uh, half an hour done there and on a Friday and in an international break. Uh, we will uh, pod again Monday uh, as we hopefully uh, start to preview the derby, and then of course Friday.
1: <laughs> 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 the, the,
0: the number of people that have gone, oh, you, 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 to you're going to win. Liverpool got tongued by Villa, and you're top of the league. It never works like that, <laughs> anyway. But we will, we will get into the meat of the derby uh, next week. So, uh, chaps, thanks for your company, and uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Royal Blue Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.